Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from our two different points of view. Mine being the somewhat sensational, cynical cinephile. And mine being the hilarious, hopeful, romantic. (laughs) My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And today we're going to be taking a look at The Wedding Contract. Yes, the movie. Yes. We don't have a, a contract that we're going to be looking no, at. We d- no, we don't. We, I mean, we could be perusing over it for, for hours, making sure we get down to the nitty-gritty, but no, not our wedding contract, but the wedding contract, part of the Hallmark wedding season, sensational. Ooh, is sensational going to be the buzzword for today? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's where we're going with it. But it's part of the, uh, the Hallmark wedding season uh, series. Of, uh, of films and it's been you know so far I think it's been a bit of a mixed bag mm-hmm. with with the wedding films and it, it's funny because when we first started the the wedding season you know I, I said that these movies tend to be not my favorite ones there's something about the the wedding movies that don't really connect with me they just seem a little 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 wacky sometimes and a little a little out there um, so I was really curious about this season's uh, events um, but let's go ahead and talk about the wedding contract. So Stephanie. Yes, Hamilton. Is the wedding contract a film that you would love to watch again, surrounded by bouquets, wedding invitations, and I don't know, birds? Or is this one maybe maybe you don't want to sort of pay attention to? You know, you're kind of halfway doing something. Maybe you're looking over your own wedding contract, looking up at the movie every once in a while. Or is this one you don't ever want to see again because you... You just don't want to see it again. This is not one that you want to watch. Well, this one I would not watch again. I think it was it was a sweet movie. It was no cute. No fences on this. You just a no, solid no watch. No fences, yeah. Uh, I really wanted to like this one more yeah. than I did, but it kind of just it just it just kind of was just there for me. Like I didn't hate it, but there was nothing about it that like made me want to want to watch it again sure okay that's so. fair <sighs> big big sad um <laughs> uh, what about you uh this is a no watch for me as well um mm. i know I, I don't like it when we, we both don't like it it's not fun for me the the main the main reason being that i felt like this was trying to be almost like three different types of movies um it was it was very odd. Things just didn't feel like they were locking in place with a lot of the plot. Some of it just didn't make a lot of sense to me, and it just it never connected. It never connected. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of go into why, you know, that is. But overall, it was just it was just a miss, which is a shame because I love movies that take a look at cultures that I'm not super familiar with. Like yeah. I, I loved the the prayer aspect that they brought in and just the traditions with the wedding. I loved all that. But the rest of the movie, it really just felt like three different movies to me. But I will say that I thought the the technical aspect was good, and we can talk about the lighting and everything. Uh, but overall, the movie just was a was a miss. It was a miss. Uh, well, let's do a quick plot summary, please, before we dive in. Newly engaged couple Rebecca and Adam have a few obstacles to overcome before they can sign the ketubah, a customary Jewish wedding contract. Will their moms get along? Will Adam's job monopolize all of his time and take Rebecca away from her family and job she loves? And most importantly, will they be able to come together in confidence that their love can endure it all? That's beautiful. That's great. Find out in The Wedding Contract. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you hit upon it right there. Like, there's all these like different plot points happening. Yeah. 
that never really took off because in the previews they make it seem almost like the Greek one where the mom's going to be it's a all big, about the moms, it's all about yeah. the moms. Very small plot point here, but it's there. Um, the main question I have about that: Where are are their friends? Where's the best man helping out with the wedding? Where's it's his, it's his coworker? I know that, but where is he? Why isn't he helping out? Where are her friends going dress shopping? I mean, I've never bought a dress, a wedding dress. You haven't? I've never bought a wedding dress. Shocker. I know, but I, yes, my mom might come, but I would also have my, my, uh, my passe. Your entourage. My entourage of of friends there helping me pick it out. So big question, where are her friends? Where's her, her boss slash coworker in this? She doesn't have any friends. Wow. Um, She's except got her sister. Except for that little boy. She that little boy s- that she's helping raise is her only friend. She's got Kevin and her sister. Right. Um, is, is that strange to you? That that come across? Honestly, in these movies, I don't think that much about it because I feel like it's just casting. They just didn't cast them to have friends. It's, my, jo- it's my job to think about this <laughs> because it completely ruined it for me. I mean, yeah, that scene in particular I felt was just weird in general. I don't. And again, I have I haven't been married or um, had to go through the planning of a wedding, but I've never understood the way that people just like have no opinions or don't like it's your wedding, but they are always about the parent or yeah. like someone else to make the decision for them. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, I mean, that's tough because, you know, I've never been through that either, but I'm guessing maybe if the parents are paying for it, maybe they feel some sort of obligation to that, you know, they can have an opinion and they can be there for support. Yeah. But no, I mean, ultimately it's, it's your wedding. So you need to make the final decision. So that scene and a lot of the scenes with her just felt very weird that she just felt like she didn't even care almost like. But then she did. It was very strange because she was just letting the moms like pick, but then she was getting mad at them for not agreeing. Yet yeah, she for wasn't, picking. Yet she wasn't giving her opinion. So yeah, I do think there definitely were some things that just kind of like seemed odd uh, about the movie. Yeah. But before we get into everything else, we will talk about our main characters. We have uh, Becca Tobin, who plays Rebecca. Mm. And... Jake Epstein, who plays Adam. This is my first time I seeing both of them uh, in a Hallmark movie. I've seen Becca before. She's in a, a podcast. Um, you've that I've you've seen her in a podcast? Well, I've, you know, they have videos of podcasts nowadays. Fair. That's um, fair. She's in a podcast that I've listened to before called Lady Gang. But I hadn't seen her in a Hallmark movie. I don't think. I may have seen her before, but this seemed fresh for me. Okay. And I actually thought these two were cute together. I thought they had decent chemistry, but there there was just something there was just something missing. And it's one of those things that I can't like fully describe, which I know isn't great for a podcast, but it just is that thing of like, you know, what is it the zaza zoo that we talk mm-hmm. about uh, in the summer villa? I didn't I didn't feel that between these two. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad you you said something there because you know, I, I'm not a romance expert. I don't know what romance is. But I, I think the fact that he had to ke- keep saying, I'm so in love, I'm so in love, you, you don't necessarily have to say it. You have to show it. And I, I don't think it was shown. It was told to us yeah. multiple times. Multiple times it was told to us. But it was never really really shown. Um, and so that that sort of disconnect is not a great great thing for us. But more importantly, the 
the the plots like the conflict that was sprinkled throughout the film it just it just bothered me you know mm-hmm. it just it bothered me it, the you know we kind of talk about you know why do we need this sort of ninth act conflict at the end the ridiculous conflict with this one it was just sort of sprinkled throughout but there was also this sense of just they're like the perfect couple and it was just a weird dichotomy that really never never clicked yeah, I mean, we don't really have... I mean, we get a meet-cute, but it's a very quick... It's like the quickest meet-cute we've yeah. ever seen. And um, the quickest kiss, too. Yeah, but I'm okay with that because it was something different. Like, right. they meet right away, and then we get the montage of their relationship. So we're like, okay, we're coming into this movie. They're a fully established couple because, you know, it's going to be a wedding movie. But, um, you know, I thought the kiss at the beginning was was fine. I rated it kindling. Um, and I did feel like it was a little too much like it seemed a little un I don't want to say unbelievable but you I kind of you just you just said unbelievable <laughs> but I kind of liked it I thought it was cute I thought it was sweet I like I like seeing couples in love you know so that made me happy to see them I thought the proposal was cute but I mean are they they're meet cute as well and I actually you know you talk about him going like talking a lot about being in love I agree that we didn't really see it but in the beginning of it, I thought it was actually kind of nice because I don't feel like we get to see this a lot with the the male characters where they are so gushy about love and going on with their with their other male friends saying, I'm in love and you know, she's so wonderful. Like yeah. I feel like we don't really get to see that a lot. No, so that's I true. thought that was kind of nice and refreshing to see you know, two guys talking about love and one of them just so taken with his, with his woman. No, that's, that's a really, that's a really good point. I'm I'm glad you brought that up Um, because you're right. We really don't. And he was just like constantly gushing about her uh, at the, at the workplace. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And uh, something else I did enjoy, uh, I do want to shout out Morgana Wiley. We love her um, on the podcast. Anytime she makes an appearance in these movies, she plays Hannah, the Mm -hmm. sister. And, I like I liked when we first meet the mom and her like I I liked that dynamic. I honestly the beginning of the movie was better for me. I thought I was like, "Oh, I think this might be cute." Like it seemed kind of quirky. I liked the little references with the the movie um the movie quotes and I feel like those particular things just kind of fell by the wayside. Like the things that they introduced to us in the beginning that made me kind of excited for the movie just what wasn't there throughout yeah. the movie. So the things that I would have enjoyed, they didn't keep it throughout the movie. Um, like those little quirky things. And so I think that's why ultimately, you know, it kind of fell apart for me, but they did have some, some good things. And I, I do think it started out a lot stronger. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. Um, I, I would agree with that. I felt, you know, the, the, the dinner scene where he meets the family, um, it felt a little, I don't know, like 1950s, leave it to Beaver, you know, kind of ask, you know, a little unbelievable there. But there were some cute moments there. And yeah, I, I don't know. The, the thing I, I keep coming back to is just the, the business, you know, the job. Whenever there's so much job here, it just it kind of throws me. And the you know, they kept bringing up is like, oh, you know, this person hasn't signed the contract. They haven't signed. Why haven't they signed the contract? You're literally going out to L.A. multiple times. You're filming it for them they should have signed the contract. So that was also, that was unbelievable and also just kind of ridiculous. Um, and just, and it kind of bothered me that I can't get around that when I, when I don't believe something, it just, it sits inside me and just festers. Yeah. I feel like, 
Um, and even that dinner scene, the, and I appreciated that the Shabbat, like again, I love seeing you oh, know the tradition, her the and the mom making yeah. the bread, talking like I love yes. all of that. So I appreciated all of that, and I even the dinner I thought was kind of cute. It was you know it was that quirkiness that I felt like started out with the movie, but then it just disappeared. I was like, yeah. what happened to it? Because then it just kind of became this sort of like more serious like all the troubles started coming through which i knew was going to happen it's like everything was so perfect so we're waiting for you know everything to it happen it was too perfect but it was and then it was too much obstacles then after yeah. so it was like uh, very like on each side of the spectrum and i don't know about you but the the obstacles just for me they just didn't work. And maybe it was because it just didn't feel quite believable. But also, I was just kind of, for the characters, I feel like Rebecca, I feel like she should have spoken up more. Yeah. I didn't, her character was just very sort of like, she just didn't, I feel like she just didn't stand up for herself. She didn't speak up for herself, like if she wanted anything. And that just, I don't know, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like it well, just. You think about love is Greek to me, right? Like yeah. with the same sort of situation yeah. where they're dealing with, with the mom and that character spoke up and it became a real character to me and made me like that character more. Whereas you're right. She didn't, she didn't say anything, hardly anything in this film. Yeah. Um, and it didn't add much to the movie for her character, but for the plot too, like for me to see this relationship, like I didn't believe this couple should have been getting married because I yeah. felt like they had too much that they needed to work through. Um, and it honestly didn't feel like it ever got resolved. So no, no, it, yeah. it, it wasn't resolved. I mean, and that's, and that's what's so weird to me is that again, they're so supposed to be so in love. We don't really see it. And it just, it felt unbelievable to me, but from a technical standpoint, one of the things they did really well was the lighting in this film. I, I really enjoyed the lighting in a lot of these shots. Um, anytime that they're utilizing a lot of natural light, um, it looks great, especially in the, the kitchen scene. You know, you have natural light coming in through those windows. It just felt very, very authentic and real, and I, I was here for the lighting. The one thing that kind of stood out to me is they were doing a lot of weird... I don't want to say weird, but unusual. I'll say unusual instead of weird. Camera work where they would do almost like these interview style cameras of the character where they're almost looking directly into the lens. It, it, I was like, why are they doing this? Because it would be against a thing about the rabbi scene. Where well, that's what there. I was going to say. Well, it kind of was like an interview with the, with the right. rabbi. Right. And so, but even before that, when she's at her home talking to her mom, same sort of thing where it's very flat, where the camera is just centered on her and it goes back to the mom and sister. And it goes like, you generally don't want to do that because you're not really creating depth in a scene. You always want to try and tackle it from a little bit from an angle. Um, one of the filmmakers that does a lot of those flat kind of styles is Wes Anderson, you know, and that's been, you know, meme to death. And so it's very noticeable when you do that. And I was trying to figure out why they were doing that style of shot. And what I came back to is, they mentioned this a few times in the film, when Harry met Sally. Mm. And so I think doing those style, those kind of interview flat against the wall kind of style shots was a nod to when Harry met Sally. That's the only thing I could think of because it bothered me. I, I mean, honestly, I kind of felt that way too. Um, and I wish they would have leaned more into that, like the references, the, the movie references. They, they, they allude to it every once in a while and they kind of, you know, and that was the other thing was like, I wish, like I said, they would have leaned more into that. Like her whole loving Pride and Prejudice and Jane Austen. She yeah. maybe says it twice in the movie, 
Like, I don't feel like that's who she is, you know? Like, it was hard for me to get a feel of who she was. I feel like they threw in little things like that. Just to be like, oh, this is it, but they never come back to it. Because you're right, she has the book. Like, it's such a, a big part of that first scene. I'm like, oh, she must be totally into... And he brings it up in her apartment. Again, the romance novels, but we don't really see that as part of her character. No. It's acknowledged, but not there for us to, to see. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, little things like that. But I do have to say, um, you enjoyed the lighting. My favorite part about this movie was her student, Kevin. Oh, my gosh. He sold the show. Give this man, I'm sorry, young man, his own film. Like, he was a joy, an absolute joy. Yeah. Let's bring back Kevin. I, I mean, he was fantastic. He, he, he made me feel so much emotion. Um from, you know, I was laughing to like them feeling sad for him. I mean, just the looks when he finds out that she has a boyfriend, (laughs) just that look that he gives, that's like our first introduction to him. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm going to love this kid. Like, uh, wonderful, wonderful character. And I looked forward to every time they brought him back on the screen. Yeah. Well, it was funny though. What was funny is that the book he was reading, you know, he has trouble reading, so she's helping him and just a really cute scene. The, the book he was reading, I don't know if you wrote down what he said, but the sentence was, I was always lonely. The puppy lived happily ever after. <laughs> what kind of dark book is she making this little kid read? I mean, this is not a happily ever after, but Kevin is going to be lonely because he's going to lose the love of his life. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's deep. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what book that is, but I guess if the puppy lived happily ever after, I don't, if he, I don't know what character was lonely. Sounds like they stayed lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at least the puppy lives happily ever after. At least. At yeah. Least. But we do get that great scene between him and Adam, you know, where he, he's got to size him up and tell him what's <laughs> up, man, you, you better, you better give her a happily ever after. And even, even when I was watching, I'm like, I hope he does the eyes. I hope he, and he does. And it was just so perfect. And definitely, you know, my favorite part of the, of the film as well. Yeah. I, you know, and we did have some actually really sweet, like tender moments, like the scene where Rebecca tells her mom that Adam's gotten the job in LA and they're going to have to move. Like that scene actually had me tear up. Like that was a super sweet, felt really genuine moment between mom and daughter, you know, her realizing that she's going to be moving away. And the mom is like so supportive and, you know, I'm going to miss you. And it was just a really, really sweet scene. Again, when, um, his mom gets the, he asks for his dad's prayer shawl Oh yeah. Uh, because his dad was Jewish and she goes to get it out. Like that was another like really, really sweet uh, moment in the movie. So those, I mean, they did have some really like standout moments, I think for me um, in those tender, tender spots and uh, really well acted as well. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I would agree. But as far as romance, I mean, it was, it was, it was lacking. <laughs> it was lacking in except, the romance. Except for Kevin. Except, except, for, except for Kevin. But I just, I feel like it was mostly just like, just them not being on the same page. Yeah. And that just kind of was like, got annoying to me. And one of the big things was, there's this conversation that they have where she's saying that she wants to be like her parents. And... Um, and he's like, well, I just want to be like you and me. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I guess we're going to have to figure that out. And I'm thinking like at this point, I'm like, 
these people should not be getting married. No, if you don't know who you and me are like, then no, you should not be getting married. And I find that it's really, I feel like problematic when people are like, I want to be just like my parents, but I like that. He said, no, I want to be like you and me. You can like aspire into like, you know, see things like that. But I feel like the character, if any sense that we got, she was a little too, um, connected to like wanting to be something like she wasn't focused on her actual relationship. Like, I feel like she just wanted this like tradition and things like yeah. that. She wanted the wedding contract. That's why it's called the wedding contract. Yeah. Cause she needed and that it, contract. It almost seemed, and I, again, I don't know the whole, obviously I'm not Jewish and the whole faith and I understand it's important to them, but it felt like that was like the most important thing to her before, like even like fixing things in her relationship. She was just like, you need to sign this contract. And I, maybe it was for her. was like, if he signed it, then everything would be okay. Yeah. Um, no, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause even when they're picking it out, she's like, my parents have the Hebrew and the English translations right there. Like we should totally do the same thing. And it's like, no, you need to do your own thing, you know? And so I'm glad he did say like, I want to be us. And, you know, I think that again, speaks to him being the romantic in this relationship. She's, it, it's funny too, because she's the one with all the romance novels. Yeah. She's the one that loves Jane Austen. And yet he is the one that's really in love to, yeah. in my mind. Um, well, I think they both have issues, but I, I mean, I saw red flags just popping, yeah. you know, left and right up in this movie, but, um, and so, so when that, they finally get married, you're like, ah, oh, man, mm, is this going to work? And that's, what's hard for me in a romance movie is when I'm not feeling it and I'm seeing all these red flags and I'm just like, I'm like, these two, I don't think are going to make it. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like the wedding movies because they're already, they're happy enough to be getting married, but then they just throw the, this conflict and these red flags to make you think, are they going to get married? It's like, that's not, I don't think that's what the wedding genre movie should be. You know, let's, let's try and work this out and come up with a different way to do these because it makes us not connect to the characters. It makes us not believe they're in love because on paper it says they're in love, but we have to see it. Well, also, no, and I actually wrote this in my notes too of like, I feel the same exact way. And I think that might be why I don't like the wedding ones as much either because they're all the same of like, we're so in love, but then are we? Yeah. Should we not get married? And I don't think that's a good message to give to to anybody that's yeah. wanting to get married of thinking like, well, is this how it always is? Like you're always going to question if you should be getting married to someone. Like why can't we just be in love and be happy to get married and they're not be like, and I know I guess that seems like it's not real life. But sometimes in these movies, I just want to see the happiness (laughs) and I don't want to see all of the obstacles they have to go through. I feel like there is a time and place for that, but not in like a wedding movie where, you know, and not every wedding movie to me, you know, mix it up. I think we should have, maybe we just need to write it stuff. Maybe we just need to write (laughs) our perfect wedding wedding movie movie that we would love. Yeah. Maybe that's that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Market. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and then things kind of fall apart. It, they get even more ridiculous with the rehearsal dinner. Because, um, again, conflict throughout. We don't really have the one specific. But him, you know. Jogging? Him running to the rehearsal dinner. And not sweating. No sweat stains on him at all. This man runs for 10 miles. He looks uh, fresh as a baby. But this is what I'm saying is, like, to me, that's romantic. The fact that he did everything in his power. Yes, I know he was late. But the fact that everyone was furious with him and everyone was mad with him and like she couldn't even look at him when he came in, that just broke my heart. Like I would have just been yeah. thankful he was okay. Yeah. And like there, that he did everything he could. He could he didn't have to run there. 
He could have stayed. He could have waited for another train, but he made sure that he was there. And to me, that's romance. So it bothered me that she wasn't like pleased to see him. So that was just like another thing that was like, oh my gosh, like I thought that was like a super romantic thing. Yeah, that was going to be the thing that kind of unites them, but instead she just leaves. It's like, oh man. And then cut to, they're signing the wedding contract. Like I didn't understand either why they didn't like talk to each other before this, that he wouldn't have told her I gave up the job and she put in a resignation that they're talking that about this. That drove me crazy. Yeah. What are you guys doing? It's it's not a, a symbol of love. It's just, I, I hate that. It's like, oh, I gave up my job. Oh, I'm not. And then, of course, it works out and he can work in Chicago, which, again, is just ridiculous. And just it ties up in a neat bow. And uh, I that that drove me crazy. Them doing the things and... And again, it shows you that these people should not be getting married because this is a huge life decision for exactly. both of you. You talk it through. You talk. You don't go off and just do it. Um, so yeah, that. So towards the end, we're just not rooting for these characters. We're hoping they don't get together, <laughs> which is not what you want in a romantic comedy. No, which is so sad because I think you know maybe if it were written a little different, I think these two could have been like a good you know a good couple that I yeah. wanted to root for. Um, I thought the wedding was nice. I thought it was a, a pretty wedding. I'm glad we got it. I thought they were just going to do the wedding contract. And that was going to be it. But yeah. Apparently, she has friends at the wedding that we... There were a lot of people there. I've never, never seen them before. They could have gone to the dress shopping. Like, where, where is that? Where's the bachelor party? <laughs> Give me something. Sadly, though, the kiss at the end, the wedding kiss, if I had to rate it... Oh, no. It was a wet campfire. Oh. Hate to say it, but, but there wasn't <laughs> much emotion. But I mean, after all that they went through, I don't think there was a whole lot of a love going on no, <laughs> at no. that moment. I do, though. Uh, one thing I did actually really enjoy about the movie was the music. Um, they had like this really nice like piano theme going throughout. And I don't know. I thought it added a lot to it. And I, I kind of was wanting more of that sort of like quirky, quirky vibe to it. But uh, the music was done by Mikkel Hurwitz, uh, who we have shouted out before, and he always does a fantastic job. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I wish there was more of that sort of quirkiness. And it comes back to, you know, what kind of movie did they want to have? Because it just felt like they couldn't decide, and we're just getting a little over here, a little over there, and just not not connecting overall. So. Yeah, so more cohesiveness, maybe a little more romance, not so much, you know, obstacles. Yeah. And I think we would have had one that we would have watched yeah because i, I totally appreciate all the the cultural reference there like i i'm all about that i love that yeah when i learn something about another culture i get excited so that was really cool we just needed the little other things but we'll fix all this when we write our, our wedding movie yeah look out for it next summer <laughs> that was the wedding contract uh i don't think we'll be signing any contracts to watch this one again did you have that in your notes that seemed very <laughs> that seemed very planned no i actually just thought of it <laughs> So I guess my my off the cuff doesn't seem very uh, <laughs> organic. Um, but yes, I agree. Not one we're going to be signing onto again. No, sorry to this movie. Sorry to this movie. But what did you think about it? Did you enjoy this movie? Were the obstacles like fun for you to watch? We love hearing the other other people's opinions we on do. you know on these movies because everyone is very different and some people love the ones we don't yeah. and you know opposite so let us know what you thought about this movie we've got one more to go for the june weddings and then we've got christmas in july so Ooh, christmas already goodness let me get the sweater out and the hot cocoa i don't know i don't know usually i'm up for christmas in july but it is so it's, hot it's, it's hot. yeah we'll, we'll turn on the ac like we always do we'll get the fake snow out we'll have a, we'll have a good time 
Um, so look forward to that. Uh, thank you as always for listening. Mm. And if you are on Apple or Spotify, make sure to give us a rating. Um, you can also leave us a review on Apple podcast, mm. which is always really nice for us to see pop up. And we also, if you don't know, have a Patreon that we yep. set up. Uh, we're doing some fun things over there. We've got cool new content that is just for our Patreon members, like me talking about the mystery movies with Hallmark and some deep dives into some films. So you get to hear me talk technical with some of the DPs and directors that I absolutely love, uh, which is a lot of fun for me. Yeah. And other more behind the scenes stuff, get cool logo stickers and things like that. Who doesn't love stickers? Who doesn't? So make sure to check that out. We'd really love to have you there and really appreciate the support. Yep. So thanks again, as always, and we'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Bye.